Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Everybody in the Pool, the podcast for the climate economy. We dive deep into the climate crisis and come up with solutions. I'm Molly Wood. This week, we're back to buildings. We've talked on the show before about how buildings and the built environment are responsible for a huge amount of global carbon emissions and energy demand. And a UN report from 2022 found that although the buildings and construction industry has done some investing in energy efficiency and more sustainable processes, its emissions have dramatically exceeded its gains and in fact hit an all-time high after a brief dip during the pandemic. So that needs to get better ASAP. On previous episodes, we've covered building sustainable and net-zero houses and housing developments, as well as finding sustainable building materials and creating a lower-emissions building process. And this week, we found a guy building entire apartment buildings. I'm Steve Glenn. I am the founder and former CEO and now just board director of Plant Prefab. We design and manufacture sustainable multi-unit and multifamily housing. Steve Glenn has been working on building better housing since 2006. The one before Plant Prefab was a company I started called Living Homes. We were a designer and developer of extremely sustainable, mostly single-family housing. We partnered with great world-class architects, integrated a LEED platinum-level environmental program. LEED is this kind of the leading uh, international green building certification program. It's a point-based program. You get points for things that you do that make your buildings more energy efficient or water efficient or materially resource efficient, better indoor air quality. Based on those points, you can get certified or silver, gold, platinum. We designed the first home ever to be certified platinum, and we designed more platinum homes than almost any design firm. And we used outsource factory production to build our homes. My first background's in tech industry. I didn't want to own factories. And that was what I did before plant. And ultimately in 2016, so I started living homes 2006, 2016 spun out plant because the I, we needed a company that had the kind of factories that I felt would be better suited for the kind of work we and many others were doing. And Plant ended up buying Living Homes in 2016. So that's kind of how we got here. When was, just out of curiosity, when was the first certified platinum home built? 2006. 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah, our fir- it was our first project. Talk about the elements of building a house that are more or less sustainable for people who aren't familiar. And that'll, I think, kind of maybe lead us to this realization. It sounds like that that building, fabricating your own homes was actually the most sustainable option. Well, I mean, the, the areas to think about, let's start with energy, probably the most important area to think about from a sustainability standpoint, only because your home will use 
more energy over its useful life of, you know, 30, 40, 50 plus years than are embodied in the materials used to create the home. So super important area to get right. And there are really two parts to that equation, how to reduce your consumption and then how to sustainably source it, the energy you need. Lighting, we use all LED downlights. LED light emitting diodes use a tenth of the power of incandescent and they're dimmable and no mercury. Obviously, insulation, hugely important to make sure you're you're able to keep heat and, and, and cold air inside. Energy Star appliances can really, certification ensures that your appliances are energy efficient. So these are the things you do, can do to really reduce your energy use. And then to sustainably source, I started talking about a thermal-based system that really is most efficient where you have great differentials differentials between hot and cold. Not so much an issue in Southern California. It doesn't get too cold. And solar power, photovoltaics, that's going to be the kind of the most obvious mm-hmm. and by far the most ubiquitous way of, of creating renewable power supply for a home. Solar water heating is a much more efficient way to heat water. So that's that's another great technology. Water, another area, particularly for California and, and other parts of the West that, that have real issues with water scarcity. So we use all water-efficient appliance fixtures in the bathrooms, in the sinks, tubs, showers, water-wise appliances, which reduce water use. We build our homes to be gray water ready. Mm. So you can take sink, shower, bath, dishwasher, washing machine water and use that for irrigation instead of, that requires landscape work, which we don't do, but right. but the homes are, 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 are sort of gray water ready for that. So those are things that both reduce water use and that allow you to reclaim water for at least your landscape. On the material side, we try to source responsibly. Generally, that means materials made from recycled materials, materials that can be recycled. So for example, we have our insulation is 100% recycled. It's cellulose. It's basically used newsprint. Hmm. Our drywall is made of almost 100% recycled content. We've used Forest Stewardship Council certified wood. That's a nonprofit that certifies that the wood is grown and harvested in a sustainable way. Yeah. Um, and then air quality, it, it's not really a sustainability issue, but it, 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 it's certainly a health issue. So we care about paints and stains that are low or no VOC, volatile organic compounds that can get off gas, that can cause health issues. We tend to put in fans on motion control in the bathrooms that can filter and make sure that you don't have moisture that can cause mildew. And Anyway, I could go on, but those yeah, are some of the yeah. things one can do. Okay, so... There's so many things that I want to dive into that you can see I have paralyzed myself with questions because they're all trying to get through the door at the same time. That's um, okay. We'll, we'll try to follow every thread. When, how did you, first of all, how did you become a, a home builder? Because, it, you know, looking at, you said you were a tech guy and you got into this, into prefab homes and sustainable development. What was it that, what, how did that journey come about? Well, I, I um, wanted to be an architect growing up as a kid. I, I had Legos and books on Frank Lloyd Wright and grew up in a small town in North Carolina in the woods. So there I got both my love for nature and nurture on the nurture side, the architecture, great design. 
I got to college and got involved in in tech, uh, co-founded a company, which we ended up selling to Apple. That started that track. Still thought I might go into design. I did a design program one summer and, and, and learned that I really had neither the talent nor temperament to be an architect, unfortunately. But I learned about this developer, Jim Rouse, who helped me to appreciate two things. First, he was the he was the first social entrepreneur to whom I was ever exposed. He was actually a really incredible developer, commercialized the mall, created the whole idea of the festival marketplace, started what is still today the largest originator of affordable housing tax credits, the enterprise. But he was actually deeply religious and he felt it was his God-given responsibility to try to do good work with the work he was doing. Wow. Didn't talk about that to investors, but so he was the first, as I said, social entrepreneur. I mean, I, I was in school in the mid to late 80s. Yvonne Chouinard and, and the guys buying Seventh Generation, like they were out there, but it just wasn't yet a popular thing. So Rouse was the first guy who helped me, turn me on to this concept of wedding profit and purpose hmm. in the work you do. And I, I knew I wanted to add value someday in my work. And I also knew that people like teachers and healthcare workers and folks working at nonprofits, like they did that directly every day by virtue of what they did. But I was drawn to commerce. And Rouse was the first guy to help me to appreciate, oh, wow, there are businesses that, that like can be part of important sort of societal change, can be agents of change. And, and you get to leverage capitalism to, to sort of yeah. help spread whatever beneficence you're doing, assuming you're profitable and the, and the business grows. I was like, I want to do that. And he also helped me to appreciate that if you care about the built environment, architects are great, but there are other people, some might even say a little bit more important, like developers who are in the position to hire architects or not, who have budgets. And, and I sort of was like, I think the world could use more responsible developers like Rouse. So that, that was the kind of the germ of the, well, both inspired my desire to wed profit and purpose in my work, but also helped me to appreciate, well, someday I think maybe I could take, I should get into development because I don't have talent to be a good architect, in my opinion, mm -hmm. but I could help make great architecture. So that's that's how it happened. And and then after a career of tech, Fascinating. I decided time was, time was right. And then what is it, for people who don't know, talk about the climate impact of the built environment and why building houses in this way, you know, I think you've, you've drawn that connection between housing and the built environment and energy use, but it is, it's, it's interesting that it's become fashionable to talk about like hydrogen airplanes and fusion when in fact energy usage at your house <laughs> is this massively impactful thing that isn't that hard. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's huge. If you were to look at all buildings as a category mm -hmm. and all transportation as a category and all manufacturing as a category, buildings, the, the, the energy required to heat and cool buildings and light them is more than all the energy used for all of transportation and all of manufacturing. If we just focus on electricity, 72% of electricity that is created in this country is to heat, cool, light buildings. If we focus on carbon emissions, 40% is due to the energy required to heat, cool, light buildings. 30% 
of all raw materials that are extracted on this planet are used to make buildings. So yeah, buildings are kind of the most important single category to get right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the good news is the technology, if you will, to dramatically reduce the ecological footprint, certainly from an energy standpoint. So more energy efficient lighting and better insulation and higher performance windows and energy star appliances like that. It just, there isn't, there isn't the cost premium that there certainly was in 2006 when we built our first home, which I meant, by the way, I live in our first home. Oh, you're kidding. Again, first home ever to be certified LEED Platinum. So yeah, this is, this is an important area to, to get right. And, And we can, we can. Time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more about the journey from tech founder to sustainable home designer to Steve's eventual realization that if he was really going to do this right, he was going to need some fancy factories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to Everybody in the Pool. We're talking with Steve Glenn, the founder of a company called Plant Prefab, about how you can go from software startup guy to building automated factories to generate sustainable apartment buildings, not exactly overnight, but over time, at least. Here's Steve again. I started a company called PeopleLink in 1996, just kind of Facebook too early, Brought a, a CEO in in 2000, when 2001, when the downturn happened, to really move us into B2B, which was not an area of expertise for me. Took some time off, did some nonprofit work with the Clinton Foundation, and then um, felt like the time was right to get into real estate. And my thesis for business came pretty quickly. I, I concluded that there was a large and growing number of people who, like me, really care about design, health, and sustainability. So, you know, back in the day, we were driving Priuses and shopping at Whole Foods and buying some furniture from Design Within Reach, really probably more from Ikea and reading Dwell and Wired and buying from Patagonia and, you know, using Apple products. And so as I just quickly alluded to, there were a number of companies back then, more now, but who who built products in a way that reflected the kind of value we place on form and functionality, health and sustainability. But the production home builders, the the, the KB Homes, Lennars, Pulte's, Centexes, the world, you know, they they weren't building for us. And so we said, you know, we're gonna our formula will be simple. We'll, we'll hire world class architects, people like Ray Cappy and Kieran Timberlake, and. Uh, later Brooks Scarpa and others, and, and we'll integrate a, a lead platinum level environmental program. And then we will use outsourced factory production to build our product. I, I came from technology. I worked at Apple and, you know, Apple doesn't make anything. Yeah. It's it's all outsourced. Yeah. Factories are very different than 
and sort of product companies and because they want to stay full and products work in cycles and you know all sorts of fun stuff like that and so i didn't want to own factories and the one and only advantage of starting a new real estate company in 2006 which was a year and change before the worst real estate downturn since the great depression because there were mostly disadvantages to that timing Mm -hmm. was that the factories to whom we outsourced our work weren't busy so they took our projects and they needed clients and so we in our first 10 years we worked with with 10 different factories half of whom closed by the way during the downturn so and, and we were you know if you go look at stuff we do some of which you can see at plantprefab.com they're they're beautiful projects we were working with people doing mobile homes and so in fairness they just weren't used to the kinds of projects and that had the kind of materials and required the kind of skills that you know we required so post downturn we got really busy they got really busy and we're like we we've got to find a better way so we concluded that if there was a company set up not to do standard, low-quality, non-sustainable homes, but rather architectural, super-sustainable, lead platinum-level, very high-quality homes, more custom, if that company existed, not only could it solve our needs, but much more important from a sustainability standpoint, and I don't mean environmental, I mean like company sustainability. Right. Self-sustaining company. Yeah. Exactly. We, we could potentially solve the needs of, of hundreds of thousands of individuals and developers who need a better solution for the projects they build than the traditional site-based approaches that, you know, people have been doing for thousands of years. So, so we spun out Plant Prefab in 2016, initially as two separate companies. And then it was kind of clear that we, we should just, it, it should be one entity. And so Plant bought Living Homes in 2016. Living Homes became the Plant Design Studio. And that's, that's what we've been doing. Got it. Okay, let's break that down a little bit more versus sites. You talked about sort of the site-specific model. Do you mean, so Plant Prefab, Prefab is in the name. Right. Is primarily what you do build a house and then take it somewhere to get super simplistic? We build off-site pre, before, fab, yep. fabrication. It's factory-built housing or off-site construction. It has a number of names. And the idea is building and components and off-site. And there's two major building systems, modules and panels. Panel is like a part of a wall or roof or floor module is like big Lego pieces, the big chunks of room of a room or multiple rooms. Those are the two major systems. We're really the only company who does both. And we just opened last year, opened the first $40 million uh, fully automated facility. That's the first in the, in, in the U.S. purpose built to do both of those systems. Again, other folks out there do one or the other. Sort of anybody you've ever heard of does one or the other. So we uh, were shipping these components to the site Mm -hmm. and a crane assembles them. And the advantages you get with prefab, almost always time, because in a traditional site-based process, it's very linear. You're subject to the vagaries of weather and general contractors who sometimes, you know, don't show up and it's a super linear process. You know, you literally have to grade the land, then do the pours for the foundation, build that, then the utilities. And you got to do all that before you can do framing, electrical plumbing, super linear, 
weekend, weather delays, subs who may or may not come. Whereas offsite, we're building in a controlled all weather facility on a, on a line and now with automation. So we used to take like three months by hand on projects now, depending upon the project, it can be days wow. or weeks, but it's parallel to the site work, right? We don't have to wait. And, and then the components come up and, you know, typically are in, installed in, in a day or, or, or a few days, depending upon the size of the project. So it's a, it's a very different way. And you don't always save money. Sometimes it can cost a little bit more just because of the transport and the, and the install. It depends what you're doing. But sometimes you can save money. Mm-hmm. And, and even when you don't, it tends to generally be pretty cost neutral. But time in construction is definitely money because of well, all sorts of expenses that you incur with greater time. Okay, so and then that was my next question is who are your, your customers? Are primarily developers? Developers and general contractors doing multifamily mm-hmm. for rental or sale, as well as multi-unit projects. Yeah. And then how big a transition was it to then be in the factory and production business? Huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had worked, as I mentioned, with 10 different factories, so we weren't unfamiliar right. with factories, but we had never run them. And so, yeah, no, I mean, big, big learning curve stuff, but we didn't, we weren't totally naive. We kind of knew what we wanted from a customer standpoint. We had certainly seen best practices at some other factories. So, and, you know, we ultimately opened two facilities, both working manually before we opened Tejon Ranch and consolidated there, which is our first fully automated facility. So just to help people understand scale and scope and with the two facilities we had in the past, we could do both in the Inland Empire, we could do maybe 100,000 square feet a year, like max. In this new facility, we can do three to 5 million square feet a year. So it's a very different scale. Mm-hmm. It's a 270,000 square foot facility. It's right over the Tehan Ranch. It's just south of Bakersfield. And then where do the completed buildings go? Like what's your kind of range? How far away can you yeah. <laughs> build something and then have it installed? Yeah, ne- never a question anyone can answer with anything specific because it's like, what are we doing? Where? It's a budget thing. What's your right. local labor rates? All that fun stuff. But we're doing a number of projects, of course, throughout California from, you know, done Sonoma and Marin to San Diego. So the whole state, more along the coast than inland, I, I think it's fair to say. Colorado, Utah, mm-hmm. I think we built Nevada. I, I certainly those states I mentioned. And then what is the impact of multifamily versus residential in terms of sort of overall, why is that a better market? And then why is that a better market from a sustainability perspective? Well, multifamily is residential. It's just kind of, I think maybe you mean single family home. Yeah, sorry. Single family, multifamily versus single family. Right. It just, you can, you can do bigger projects and repeatability and certainly in general, that's more affordable to people. I mean, there's the rental side, yeah. but there's also, you know, condos tend to be more affordable than single family homes. So, and and of course, most affordable housing is multi-unit, mm-hmm. not single family housing for the same reason. It's just cheaper to do that than single family homes and, and sort of densify 
which in general cities need to get denser as opposed to moving people out to the suburbs more so. Mm-hmm. Multifamily, denser housing is consistent with our mission. By the way, we're, we're the first full-service prefab company that's certified B Corp. So, you know, we are a mission-driven company and we've um, gotten certified for that. So, so B, B Labs that administers that kind of reviews what you do. It's not just statements. They want to make sure you're, you know, walking the walk. We also like multifamily because we like it from a purpose standpoint. And it's a place where prefab can really scale because we can build bigger numbers of units and that that helps take advantage of what we do. Right. To put a finer point on it, it's maybe to your point earlier, wealthy people can afford to hire an architect to build them a house from the ground up that's going to be as sustainable as possible. But you've created a model that is not only good business, but it, it makes energy efficient, sustainably built housing more accessible to more people. We hope so. And how much is the automation a part of that? Like how tech forward is your factory in terms of the efficiency? I mean, it's obviously tech forward. I mean, is there anything like it? There are other there are other automated factories. There's nothing like ours, as I mentioned earlier, that does both panels and mods in the U.S. But the U.S. isn't the most advanced country with respect to prefab. Mm-hmm. Countries in Scandinavia, like seventy percent of their homes single and multifamily are built in factories. Hmm. Japan, the biggest home builders, people like Sekisui and Asai Homes are prefabricators. Germany, huge percent percentage, UK too. And the reason is that those countries historically had much higher rates for land and labor and materials than we have had. All that changed in the US after the downturn of 2008 through 2012. There has been this unprecedented increase in costs across the board. Again, land, labor, materials, even permit fees. And so, and at the same time, somewhat coincidentally, but not totally, the venture community has said, hey, you know, there's a trillion dollar market opportunity here in construction. Let's start to fund some companies to try to bring innovation. And, and, you know, many have flamed out, but, um, that, that that's inevitable in, in any kind of new industry. But the U.S. does not have the most advanced factories in the world. I, I'd like to think we're among them. We're using equipment from Germany that others have been using, but we don't have the kind of history in the U.S. that, that other countries do. Steve told me that at the moment, the overall market for multifamily buildings is not great because of high interest rates and the overall costs he mentioned. But it did start to pick up a little right at the end of last year. And obviously in this country, we need a ton more housing and a ton more sustainably built housing. So hopefully the U.S. is ready to catch up with some of these other countries and get ourselves some more automated housing factories. Am I right? That's it for this episode of Everybody in the Pool. Thank you so much for listening. Email me your thoughts and suggestions to in at everybodyinthepool.com. And you can find all the latest episodes and more at everybodyinthepool.com, the website. If you'd like to become a subscriber and get an ad-free version of the show, hit the link in the description in your podcast app of choice. And finally, visit mollywood.co to subscribe to my newsletter. And remember, I haven't said it much lately, but hey, together... 
we can get this done. See you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.